Let's go, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Arch Conversations. Today we have with us Lynn from Loaded Gun Kitchen. I will let Lynn explain a little bit more about Loaded Gun Kitchen before we proceed with why these are on the table. Yeah, um, so we make a range of uh, dips and patties mm-hmm. that are sourced from a whole foods plant-based philosophy. Um, and people just buy them to bring to like parties as appetizers or um, when they're hosting dinner parties, for example. And you started, you, you are the founder of this. Yes, I'm the founder of the Lidan Kitchen. I'm also the creator of the four flavors you see mm-hmm. here and the patty as well. So they're all like my own original creations based mm-hmm. on like what I enjoy as a person. Before we try this out, because obviously she brought, she brought everything for us, um, I want to just talk a little bit, oh, or should we try first and then talk about the whys and hows later? You can, can try now. Try it first? Yeah, try okay, it then. Our Tajan has to come and come and try. Try my babies. Yeah. Okay. We do you want to go through them? Yeah. Uh, different flavors. Yes. Yeah. So um, the first flavor is a umami bomb cashew cream. So you you taste predominantly miso and red pepper. Um, this one's my latest flavor. It's a cilantro lime avocado sort of like Mexican vibe going on. Um, a lot of ladies dig this because avocado. Everyone loves avocado. Um, this one's a carrot kimchi hummus. Uh, I ferment my own kimchi for this, yeah. And this one's a barbecue flavor. Okay. It's all healthy, so yeah. Should we do ASMR? It's good. Like, not like eat really close to Oh, people really like ASMR. I love it. It's, it's ASMR. I still watch, <laughs> watch people eating fried chicken. Yeah, I'll just listen to like the crust. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll listen to it. I'll, I'll just eat my, my, I'll just eat myself and then listen to myself. It's not the same. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so what you just tried is like the miso and You can't taste anything. Only the texture. Tejan tried the kimchi. Tejan just had COVID recovery. It did more last like I see you like. Me? Don't taste it. Yeah. No, 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 no. I just want to taste. And I hate barbecue, so I'm sorry. I'm going to skip that. Just taste that barbecue, so you're not missing out. Yeah. This By the way, I'm recording sound here because I fucked up the sound again. <laughs> and I would please, like, can you please speak a bit louder? Oh, okay. Because I'm very loud, then I will overpower you. Okay, got it. I'll yeah. speak louder. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So you tried the miso one with like a lot of red pep- roasted red peppers and caramelized onions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do little bits and pieces, like um, there's a lot of homemade ingredients that go into each dip. So that's what uh, makes it special. How long do they last? Because no preservatives and stuff, right? No preservatives, no additives. Um, but because there are fermented ingredients in most of them, they last two weeks upon production. In, two the, weeks fridge in the fridge? Without, in the two fridge. weeks in the fridge, open or unopened. Okay. Yeah. You heard that. So it's quite a healthy amount of time, I would say, given that it's a homemade product at the end of the day. Like, I'm still like a home-based business. Yeah. So cooking in my home kitchen. Yeah. And the patty we have in front of us today. Yeah. So the patty is a shiitake mushroom patty made from... Uh, shiitake mushrooms. Yeah. Shiitake mushrooms. So if you don't like mushrooms, then sorry, this isn't your thing. But mm. it's mixed with broccoli, walnuts, and why it's like purple is because of the beetroot. So Charmaine told me recently like her kids really love this mm. and she makes burgers out of the patty no wait does it come as like looks like ground meat or it comes as patties 
it, it comes as patties. Yeah. Uh, so so all you need to do is... It's good for children. Actually, Domi is really good for dogs. Her dogs yeah, yeah, and the my, dicks. My dog, my dog eats. Because they're all part, plant-based and like just human-grade food, right? Yes, they are really nutritious, I would say. That's like the whole... How do we feed our dogs the dips? Oh, my dog has his own loaded ganja. So oh, whenever yeah. I have extra dips, I will just put whatever dip inside. And he'll just and eat he'll lap it up. Just the dip. He will lap it up. And he'll just eat oh. the dip itself. Um, a lot of kids in particular enjoy the miso one because it's like not spicy. Like kids just love more umami flavors. Yeah. Alright. Should we dig into the patty? Yeah, dig into the patty. You don't want to try? I'm not. I'm talking to... So it's not you, but the one behind it. Yeah, I served it. It's like some vegan cheese. Um... I enjoy this as like a snack. It looks bloody, so it kind of, I guess that adds to the fact that it look, feels like meat, but then actually it's just beetroot, right? Predominantly uh, like mushrooms, beetroot for a bit of colouring. You will taste more mushroom flavour, and you should taste yeah, more mushrooms. I do. The patty I love uh, mushrooms, so sells equally as well as like the dips. Now. So is this your full menu, or is there more you just didn't bring? Uh, this is... I still, I, I also make uh, kimchi, homemade kimchi, yeah, vegan kimchi. So the, all the products in Nodagan Kitchen are yeah, plant-based. Mm. Yeah, so it's been like a year since I created the patty and I've just been... I was about to get into that. Okay, I, I eat everything. So, so, when did you start? Why did you start? And how do you come up with the idea? So we start one at a time, right? Yeah, one at a time. From why did you want to like start doing this? Um, I never knew I wanted to go into business actually. Mm -hmm. It was not something that I knew I had wanted to do. So for me, it happened really naturally. Mm -hmm. um, it all started when COVID hit and I was um, experimenting with a plant-based diet. Um, but let's for yourself, back. just like yeah, just because suddenly the world came to like a pause, right? And um, maybe just backtrack a bit before that. Uh, like during this time, I was unemployed, and I just felt like it was just wanted to try something new. Now uh, you're fun employed, huh? Now yes, you're fun now employed. I'm fun employed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I never knew I wanted to do it. Um, but then I tried plant-based eating because there was so much. Uh, everyone was like raving about like plant-based diet then. The first documentary I watched was Game Changers on Netflix. So I was just really intrigued by how much uh, people were benefiting from like a solely plant-based diet. Uh, then and I think like, uh, it also like people have this false idea that plant-based means you're eating just raw or like not tasty foods. Yes, it had, I think the whole... Uh, this is my lunch by the way guys, I'm not... Oh, enjoy, yeah, enjoy. Yeah, I, I make for you one. Yeah, the whole notion of like plant-based eating has really come a long way mm -hmm. since I was like 18, 19. I was, I was really quite interested in like vegetarian stuff because mm -hmm. I was already practicing yoga at that time. Mm -hmm. And like the, the saying was like, if you eat, generally eat more plants, you will feel lighter physically and mentally and thus your practice also will be lighter, right? So mm -hmm. I always had that interest. But then back then it was like super boring. It was just some leaves and some balsamic vinegar and that was vegetarian eating, right? It was just that... And then fast forward to 2020, things started getting more interesting in the sense that there were more and more creators and chefs starting to use not just like raw vegetables, but also using like more whole foods. I think whole foods is like a, one of the philosophies I like to use when I create the products. Whole foods meaning 
um, ingredients that are close to as its natural state as much as possible mm -hmm. that don't undergo as much processing. So for example, um, mushrooms and beetroots. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so naturally I was cooking a lot in my kitchen and one thing led to another. One day I was making hummus mm -hmm. and I thought like, oh, actually, what if I could take this idea of the hummus and then introduce it to other types of sauces, right? Mm -hmm. And once that idea hit me, I sat on it for a while and then started doing some like digging on the internet, see if like other people doing or not. Oh, then don't have it. Then... <laughs> Were you humming when you made hummus though? Humming? <laughs> no. Is this your, your type of joke? <laughs> I have to get used to it. <laughs> she's laughing, she's laughing. <laughs> People who work with me have usually have the same sense of humor. <laughs> um, Uncle Joe to side. Okay. Um, I have tried making dips before. I think everybody has tried making their own like avo dip, you know, like for like whatever parties that you have potluck and whatnot, but never gone to the extreme of doing that. After you started making all these dips, how did you come about with like, you know, the branding, the idea of like, hey, let me try making this into a business. How did you start marketing it? Yes. I suppose Instagram helped. Oh, Instagram helped a lot. Instagram was like the platform which sort of uh, let people it. know about my business and the help of like um, certain key opinion leaders as well. Um, but when I was developing it, uh, I knew this was like going to be like my thing, my full-time thing, right? So I was yeah. like, okay, like, I better make it, better make the branding and the product look like freaking sex, right? So yeah. it was 50%, I was working like 50%, 50% on branding, marketing, and 50% creating the products then. Yeah, yeah. So my time was divided that way. How I, long did it take you from like when you, okay, first obviously you had these tips and stuff. The idea from like that like yeah. out Eureka yeah. moment, yeah. it was June. And I launched in September. Oh, that was, that's quite fast. I, I would say it's fast. So it's like, I knew like the moment I had the idea and like I sat on it because I, I knew that I wanted to do it. And mm -hmm. like, I don't know, just like something. How long has it been me. since then? It's been one and a half years. Um, one and a half years since I've uh, shifted to f and I've never been in f and mm -hmm. um, So, are you still produced in your home? Yes, I still uh, work from home and these things, these products are still made from home. Do you have... Have you thought about like B2B or, you know, like supermarkets and retail? Uh, yes, but that would require me taking it out of the home because mm -hmm. you need these licenses in order to do B2B, for example. AB, yep. Yes, um, but that could be part of the strategy. But mm -hmm. right now I'm trying to explore what is the, what are the, what are the things I can do with the business. Mm -hmm. But I will say for these one and a half years where um, it was sort of like, the period of the pandemic, I really benefited from like people just Stable. staying at home more mm -hmm. and just wanting to not only try new things, but mm -hmm. like people really supported home-based businesses then mm -hmm. uh, and still do now, but even more so during the past one and a half years, like people were really supportive. Mm -hmm. Before I launched, I thought like a lot of, um, this would be more like an expert thing, mm -hmm. but 90, 90, 90 to 95% of like, the customers are actually locals. Mm -hmm. And did you make any friends? Oh, a lot along the yeah. way. Um, mostly via Instagram. Um, I'm always surprised like how supportive the community yeah. is because sometimes think, Instagram can seem like... Yeah, exactly. So I think that's what FMB taught me but I had a brick and mortar store. Previously, I would think that like Singaporeans are arrogant and everybody's like... Uh, what? Are arrogant. Everybody's like consumed by materialism and whatnot, right? Everybody's just chasing their own stuff. 
But having that shop in the CBD where surrounded by lawyers, mm. all kinds of like people, professionals. Yeah. And they come in and they're genuine about supporting your business, genuine about having conversation. Yeah. Would you say like making these relationships and like customers turning into friendships is one of like the biggest benefits that you feel came out of this? Yeah, I think it's one of the things that not only surprised me, but also the fact that someone like a stranger you meet from Instagram, for example, like you can never met face to face, can become quite close to you and can act as like a support pillar to mm-hmm. you. So I always, of course, ask them like for feedback about the food and they also like sometimes I quite pricey, I keep asking the same thing like how's the food because they buy every time, then every time I also ask, yeah, I don't know they think I'm annoying or not, but that is the way to continuously improve as a business, right, is to really understand what... Especially when you're starting from, like, yourself. You're just yeah. one person. Yeah, correct. So I'm st- I'm still one person for most parts, mm-hmm. um, handling everything from, like, cooking to uh, social media, for example, and mm-hmm. logistics, which mm-hmm. is... Logistics is a headache. Yeah, so how do you deal with that? Because uh, it's expensive, right? I'm prices guessing, are like, once you use this, you have to send it out. It's not something that you can shelf and like wait for people to buy. So. Yeah, so I make sure it kind of reaches like the customers within two hours. And sometimes if That's that crazy. means I have to engage two drivers at one time, um, then yeah. So how do you I'll charge do for shipping then? Shipping right now is $9 flat. But if you buy above a certain That's quite amount, cheap. Considering for it's two hour. Yeah, if delivery. I... No, no, no. Um, as in, I will make sure it reaches the customers and it's two hours. Oh, so not like, order oh, and right, two hours. Because right. like, right. these things it. take me, um, like the four flavors take me four days to make. What? Yeah, Each? Yeah. For all four flavors, yeah. yeah. Why? So my, my cooking process is like four days in, because people usually, they order the dips and the patties together, right? Yeah. Why so I, we order, like how is the order process? Like you order four days in advance or you have fixed days? Like I only deliver Thursdays and uh, I only deliver on Thursdays and yeah, Saturdays. I guess right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thursdays, uh, just one one weekday and one weekend long was the was the rationalization. It works pretty well. Um, you need to order two days in advance. I just mm-hmm. planned it that way. I see. It has worked out for me, lah. I don't encounter How, that much. Why does dip. it take so long to make dips? Because uh, I I'm asking because like as a layman, right? I will look at it and be like, okay, you just grind stuff up, right? Yes, yes. Um, the normal dips, which I think you are more familiar with, are like the Middle Eastern baba ganoush and uh, just normal hummus. Yeah, those okay. You can just grab some pantry staples and like blitz it up in a processor. But my dips have certain components and ingredients that require some processing time. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like. Like the one you're having now, I pluck coriander leaves one by one. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Steph is doing ASMR. Um, this, this flavor is like really popular. Um, I enjoy it a lot because it's creamy from avocado. So, so, for example, plucking coriander leaves and fermenting kimchi, it all takes time and some planning to do. I it can't sounds just... very tedious and it sounds like a very passion-driven type of project. It is. Do you really enjoy making them? Yes, I do. But um, now that... I think it takes that kind of like... Yeah, because can you imagine making the same thing for one exactly. and a half years? I actually can because my friend Chris started Dearborn making granola for like also the same yeah, amount of time. I watched, like, I watched the episode. I've seen him do it in the kitchen and it's really like not easy. Like sorry, day to day. Like, sorry, sorry. No problem. Yes, um, it is laborious and it gets tiring and there are some days when I'm just like, oh my gosh, 
like the moment I put my head on the pillow, like I just want to lie down, right? Because it can get quite tedious. I, like, yeah. I mean, I was never in F&B and I was never like a trained, trained yeah. chef. I had yeah. no formal cooking education. Yeah. Oh, your back really pain. And so sometimes I just need to like lie flat, right? And the moment my head touched the pillow, suddenly like my phone ring and just always something to attend to. I'm sure yeah. you would understand as I do. someone who has opened her own I do, like, I do. coffee store and someone who I enjoy it though. Business. I enjoy it and my body breaks, but I also enjoy that. Yeah, the, I feel the, like adrenaline is, is, is great. I feel like the amount of tired you feel from working at FA or like just frontline service in general, like when your body is just so tired, it just means that you had a really good day. Maybe <laughs> I'm a bit twisted. No, no, it's, it's all adrenaline that, from, that comes from running your own business and I, I enjoy it too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't imagine because right now I'm still at home and I don't face, I'm not customer facing. That's what I want to ask. Which is also why I, I asked if you're going to do B2B or like how, what's the expansion plan? Because I feel like the facing customer and actually talking to the clients, it's what kept me going. So what keeps you going? Because this all this, you know, materials work. Yeah. But you don't even get to see your customers and talk to them and explain to them why you're making it and stuff. Like for Chris, he had people come to his house when he was still at home based. Yeah. To come pick it up. And so he talks to the customers you see. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, one of the hardest things about everything is not only, like, getting inspired, but staying inspired. Yeah, exactly. I, I struggle with that. Because you're one person. Uh, getting inspired, okay lah, can just go to the park, you know, get some sunshine, and you'll feel inspired <laughs> for, like, a while, while but I think the sounds like we're doing Sesame Street, huh? The, the, the hardest part is staying inspired. So, yeah. Um, like, I will always try and tweak on my cooking process and mm-hmm. make it more... Um, interesting by learning new techniques every day. Mm-hmm. So throughout like the first year, I was constantly um, revising and improving on like the flavors of the dips, constantly seeking fe- feedback. So I think that kind of kept me going as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just learning along the way is good for me. Why don't you get customers to come pick it up from your house? Oh, they do? They do. Oh, they do. They do. Okay. Yeah, and when they do, then that's when I get that bit of um, interaction with them and mm-hmm. Yeah, that, 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 makes, that makes me really fulfilled as well, just to see people coming, uh, just to see people coming to the house and picking the products up. Um, the biggest satisfaction I get is when people tell me they enjoy my food. Of course. Yeah, that is, to me, I think that's what drives me a lot as well. So from the get-go, what do you think was the most challenging in terms of starting your own business, home-based business to this day? Everything is challenging. <laughs> Everything, everything. I'm thinking, right? And I've started brands before. I've managed F&B before. The fact that you have to come up with the recipe and then come up with, choose the packaging. How, even like how many grams goes into this. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. The cap, the print, everything. And then, like you said, then thinking about logistics and then planning like which days are supposed. Like all of this is supposed to be like maybe three persons work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But because you're home-based and your own business, like... Sometimes I feel it's a bit unfair. Like, I've had friends tell me, like, you know, home-based businesses are wrecking the F&B business. My friends who are in F&B because we, in F&B, we pay a lot higher, like, electricity bills and other, a lot of other bills Rental, and SFA and, like, all this nonsense. And then they were saying, like, home-based businesses are taking that away because they just do it at home and then they send it out and, like, you know, they're selling the same prices as us and it's really difficult. During that time, that was yeah. what my friends were facing. But... I also want to hear your point of view where it's like, well, as much as yes, it's home-based, it's also very tedious on me because uh, your every waking moment is your work. Because you're yes, home for yes. what? And, and like you're dealing with everything. So no team. Yeah. yeah, no team. Only work with a team when 
I have new products. For example, I work with a creative team who I really thank God that they were in my life because they really understood um, not only where I had wanted to go with the products, um, but also myself as a person. And like basically these two people, like my copywriter and the designer are my friends, right? And so um, if I feel like if I didn't have that relationship with them, the, this type of like rock and roll, um, more attitude type of branding would not have been born either. Let's talk about that. We didn't even talk about your branding. So yes, I've noticed that the names of the dips are quite funky. Do you want yes. to, like, um, why did you choose this direction of branding? I created the dips first before anything else. Mm. And when we were sort of, I was already explaining that the flavors are very bold, very punchy. Um, but then that was that, right? And then I think the first thing which really set the stage for this type of like more bold rock and roll branding was when I told the team, okay, I want to name this Loaded Gun Pigeon. And then the Why team, though? Do you have a uh, it's, it's from a song. And I, I, I had a, obviously a list of names that I had come up with and all the other names just sounded really dumb and pure in comparison. Whereas I thought like Loaded Gun had... It was it sounded catchy to me. I wanted to name it Loaded Gun Loaded Gun Dips and chose to go with Kitchen in the end, just in case I wanted to do something. Yeah, else. you want to expand the menu. Yeah. Yeah. And then once I named it Loaded Gun, everyone started getting um we started feeding off one another's ideas and the rock and roll branding was born. Okay. All the names on the labels you see are pop culture inspired, driven, like for example, like Thank You for Smoking, it's like the name of a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The rest? What the rest? are the behind the names? Uh, so for example, Sexy Green Goddess. Green Goddess is actually a staple pesto that many different vegans or not have um, come across. Mm-hmm. So this was like my interpretation of it. Um, and for that, we actually didn't want to deviate so far away from like the, the classic name. Mm-hmm. But we just decided to add the word sexy in front of it because the branding is sexy mm-hmm. yeah do you like okay are you plant-based or are you vegan or what is your i am i would identify myself i don't know why every time i say this my friends laugh at me but i would identify myself as flexitarian what does that mean uh, lucky you never laugh at me <laughs> i don't even know what you're saying so I can't <laughs> no, she know. okay so flexitarian is um, where people gen- just eat from all types of food groups which includes animal protein and vegetables as well. So I still enjoy meat in small amounts. So you mostly predominantly plant-based? Yes, I yeah. I mostly eat whole foods plant-based. Okay. Yeah. And how do you think that has affected your your health? Oh, I, I, I benefited tremendously. So going back to that one month where I tried being vegan, right? Yeah. Um, and then after that, I started realizing that I really enjoy plant-based eating, not only because like it helps me, makes me feel full. Mm-hmm. And as a like as a young girl, I've always struggled with like dieting and you know just like wanting to look good, blah blah. I think and that's every girl. Every girl, yes. Yeah, no matter how skinny you are, how big you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, and plant-based eating actually kept me full compared to all the other diets that I've tried everything like keto, mm-hmm. paleo, I don't know, what have you, Mediterranean style of eating. I never tried any form of diet except not eating. <laughs> Fasting. I've tried that too. I've tried that too. So there was once I went on like a three-day juice cleanse. Mm-hmm. And I think, okay, not like three days, not enough. 
I've tried oh, like three months. Oh my god, you know on the last day I ate lunch, I ate one slice of bread every day. You are good thing I'm anorexic. <laughs> I don't think Actually, you are the kind of people I would like to connect with because I do have these kind of conversations with like my customers mm-hmm. also. Because I will share bits and pieces of my inspiration behind why 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 I like to stay motivated to share all these things, right? Mm-hmm. It's largely because of my own personal desire to share that you don't need to starve to look good. Yeah. You can just um as long as you focus on like a whole foods plant based diet. Yeah. <laughs> um your body will benefit from like the nutrition inside. I think right, like my decision to eat less meat because I love animals, number one of course. But like you said, like I still enjoy, you know, meat. So I can't like I can't say like oh I'm gonna go become vegan vegetarian all that because then I'll be like lying to myself. But I'm the same as you. But I do because it started from then right. But then because I then explored different kinds of like vegetarian diets, not necessarily vegan, you know, yeah. just vegetarian. Yeah. I really do feel like when you eat enough vegetables or like let's say because like the weekdays is very sedentary right if you're in the office lunchtime so I've been trying to eat more salads. I wake up in the morning less bloated, for sure, 100%. Like, versus like if I ate a cup heavy dinner with like, you know, every, a lot of other stuff. Yeah. And I wake up, I always have like a bulge or like you just feel heavy and you feel tired. Yeah. That's me. And then I just incorporated or tried, tried more different kinds of vegetables. In the past, I would just stick to like certain types. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or like if I went to a restaurant, Recently, I went to Revolver and usually I'll go straight because it's all core set menus, right? Usually, I'll go straight for the umakase regular set, right? I saw they had vegetarian set and I went and go oh, and tried that instead, mm. which I would never before. And actually, I was, it turns out it's so surprising because it's really hard to make a vegetarian menu when you're a proper like full-blown restaurant. But they did it really well. So, it's all, it could also surprise you in a way. Yes, um, a lot of restaurants are taking on yeah. plant-based menus. And I think that is your very vegan cheese doesn't want to come off my fork. No, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. And um, the fact that there's an uptick in restaurants trying to showcase more interesting like plant-based creations, mm-hmm. I think that would encourage people to you know really try more vegan stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Eleven Medicine Park, I believe is the name of the restaurant. Their head chef recently. Um, switch to entirely plant-based menu. It means they don't even have their own menu anymore. Mm-hmm. And that is that speaks volumes about where this whole thing is headed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really don't mind it, but like I would just miss like the Korean barbecue and all like you know like that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um yeah so I just try and enjoy in like moderation. Yes when exactly. I, I think moderation is key. When I and for me like a diet has to be sustainable as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just the bits of Process pieces. I already sanitize this table, okay? I'm not that gross. Yeah, sustainability in a diet, I feel, is the most important when it comes to any diet. Okay. So when I did like keto, keto is the one where you don't eat carbs, is it? Or like keto I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. So I think keto is a diet where you um, thrive mostly on like high fat, high fat food. So you mm-hmm. need a lot of like good fat, like avocados mm-hmm. or dark chocolate, for example. I, I, just, I just didn't feel like satiated. Mm-hmm. But on a plant based diet, I actually do feel. Full, I finished the entire patty, sorry. Mm-hmm. Full, but not to the extent where like, I'm uncomfortable and I don't mm-hmm. bloat as well. Exactly. Um, but like what you mentioned, I think what works for me might not work, work for, for everyone. For everyone yeah. And it takes a lot of experimenting when it comes to your diet. Your own body, I would say. It's right? your own body and like depend on your lifestyle. So right, yeah. how many times you're working out, yeah, yeah, yeah. if I do 
yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I'm quite active. So, uh, yeah, I enjoy everything in moderation. But mostly whole foods plant based. Um, the one thing I really enjoy about plant based eating is it taught me not to be enemies with carbs. Really? They encourage. I you. still have that like love it relationship with carbs. Uh, I still do too, but I've learned to become very. Uh, I've learned to become friends with it, lah. White rice, brown rice. I kid pasta. you not, like this is a long time. Like I think since I was like early twenties, I I started eating like half of my portions of carbs. To this day, I'm so used to it that I'll just automatically like half is gone first. Yeah, and then if I finish the entire plate, I get very guilty, which is like then I ask myself, why the fuck are you guilty, right? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Going more like plant-based has also allowed me to get rid of that guilt I have with food. So mm. it's sort of like I'm experiencing a lot of food freedom now where mm. I would on some days eat like, uh, for example, like a f- like fried food and I won't like be so hung up over it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But why? What is the reasoning behind that? Because you know that you're getting like the right it's nutrients. It's my, it's my mindset mm. with food. My whole relationship with food has changed because of this plant-based diet that mm. I I uh, I tried to challenge myself too, right? But even though I didn't, I, I'm still not 100% plant-based. Um, just that whole, whatever I learned from it and the way it made me feel. So I'm not like uh, trying to achieve like a certain weight anymore. I'm eating for still, um, my mood. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I also do that. I'm really eating for my mood. Like, when you're on like some kind of like diet, you are like restricting yourself from social events. Yeah, and I don't want that. And I don't Nobody want that. Wants. Yeah. Like, it's really hard because I, honestly, food is one of like the greatest pleasures in life. It is. It's what brings people together at a table. It's what makes every single festive season, any holiday good. Yes. It brings your family together. It is about, at the end of the day, plant-based or not plant-based, it's about connecting with people. Yeah. And food. Yeah. Plant-based or not, it's all about enjoying good, yummy food together. And that's to be frank, I'm not like a food junkie. Like, I'm not a foodie. Oh, you know, I like am. everyone around me is. My boyfriend, his family. 90% of Singaporeans are, I feel. Yeah, I'm not a foodie, but I know what I like. Yeah. And if the food tastes good and it's honest, I would go back and keep eating it. So I know I like what I like. It's not that I don't like food. But I'm not like, hey, that place just opened up. You have to try it. Or like, oh, this, you know, like this is the, something new and I have to try. I'm not like that. Yeah. But regardless, food is still, like, such an important, like, pillar in, in everyone's life, I feel. Yeah. Um, Even our animals, which is why it's amazing that, like, you know, this food, I can feed it to, I mean, I, I love my animals a lot. And when she said you can feed it to your dogs and stuff, then it just makes you know that it's, clean. it's yeah. It's clean, you know. it's uh, made with a lot of love. Um, I enjoy plant-based cooking just because I don't enjoy handling animal carcasses. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, yeah, I, like, I don't know. Like, just something doesn't sit well with me. And I, I really appreciate that I came up with products that are, you know, that I use only vegetables and I don't have to handle animal And they taste good. Yes. Do we know the nutritional value of these? Just as a um, last thought. The patty, yes, I actually calculated um, approximate nutritional values for like the dips and the patties. The patty actually surprised me because it has about, I think, 17 grams of protein. I would say that's quite okay for something like yeah, this. Um, and the dips, uh, I think per tablespoon, it ranges from like 30 to 60, 70 calories. The cashew cream being the most calorie dense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, you said per tablespoon. tablespoon. Yeah. 
Because uh, I eat them by the jar. I, you know? I also like. I, I don't. I've never really spoken about this, but I don't like personally as an individual. I don't calorie count. Yeah. I mean, I used to. I, the- I used to when I was young. It was very tiring, and I was just like I was just nuts, lah. Basically, like I would, you know, weigh your food and. Then, oh, I don't do that. I've never done that. Yeah, yeah. I'd so rather just I not think, eat. I I I, I, feel so I feel like when I was young, I I I did suffer from some form of like I don't know what disorder, but some eating disorder. Yeah. Like, I think I did too. I used to weigh myself after I think, every meal. I think if we live in Southeast Asia, like your idea of being good looking is to be super, super, super skinny. You know, and yes. I, I, as I've grown older into my own skin, especially when I have like kid and this and that, I want to be fit. You know, I, yeah. even though after I had just had COVID and recovered, I lost three kilos, right? I look in the mirror, I feel soft. And that's not what I want. Yeah. It's not about just losing weight, it's about staying fit. But when you were 21 and you lose 3 kg, you'd be like, yay, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I'm glad that that um, image of people being like thick skinny is no longer just like it's shifting towards yeah. more of like you are fit, you are strong, you yeah, are healthy, yeah, yeah. regardless of what the damn scale tells you, right? Yes. And fit and strong and healthy can still mean that you still have meat on your bones. Yes. But you can still do your workouts like a god, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you have to look that way. That means, you, oh, you have abs, oh, you're fit, you know. Yeah, yeah. I follow, like, a few plant-based athletes, uh, yeah. both men and women. And yeah. They are able to perform as well as their peers who have, like, you know, who eat meat or even better than them. So, yeah. this um, idea that you can, your body can thrive on a plant-based diet and also help you perform whatever you're doing well. It's, it's just... I, I'm super interested in that. Yeah. Nice. I think we have to conclude, but I, just as the, the last bit of advice you would give to anyone who is struggling with weight issues, right? What would you tell them? Like your younger self. Uh, don't get too hung up on the scale. Um, and don't... What do I tell my younger self? Oh, I feel like this is a very deep question. Go deeper. In the meantime, I fluff it up first, but you still think, okay, I still want your answer. I feel like everybody is still obsessed with the scale, you know, and even not just me as a person, let's say I told someone that, hey, I weigh this much and they'll look at you and be like, hey, but your height, you should be that much or you should be this much. Everybody has some kind of judgment of weight and not what you look like, you know, or, or how healthy you feel and all that. And I feel like, that's how we should really educate ourselves every day to be happier people. Because I feel like when you let go of these kind of things and truly embrace like health being in the mind and the, uh, you know, physically fit body, you'll just be happy. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. Um, I think one thing, like when I was young and I was very insecure about my body, it was deeply rooted in the fact that I had no confidence mm. in myself. For sure. Confidence uh, and self-esteem is so important. And, but confidence as confidence is difficult to achieve and find, I feel. Yeah. So I would tell like my younger self, try and let go of the skill. But um, obviously, not, that's not easy. But try and find things to do that make you feel confident, that make yeah. you feel like badass, right? So, like, for example... Um, get a tattoo. <laughs> that, 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 that does make you feel a bit best. I, no, don't do it. <laughs> That's wrong advice. <laughs> uh, 
um, find things that you know exercises that make you feel confident. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I play I play tennis, and that really makes me feel like uh, more feel good yeah. about yourself. Feel at the end, yeah, I feel really good. Feel really better. Like post COVID, I went back to my boxing coach, which, and I haven't boxed in a long time. And then we one round of boxing. I don't even know it's three minutes, right? So I could go for like eight eight rounds with one minute break in between. And I was very surprised because everybody said post-COVID, your body is a bit like, takes time to recover. Yeah, I wouldn't breathe very deeply after yeah. that. Yeah, but the fact that I could like have the endurance to do eight rounds, that made me happy. You know, yeah. like, I think that's it. Like, you need to find the little victories, little, little victories along the way in your life. And not like the big goal of like, oh yeah, I lost 10 kilos, you know, and then I'm so happy, you know. It's not about that. That that is what it is. It's about doing something consistently, yeah. um, exercise or like anything. It's not like, a one-off project yeah, yeah. where you can visit like once a month and yeah. think like you can reap results from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so finding things that you like to do, I would say is key and things that you can do consistently yeah, that's yeah. when you reap the most results and like just try and enjoy the journey. Yeah. yeah. And I've said this to so many people, right? Like a summary of basically what we've said towards the end of the podcast and they look at me and they kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, it's very hard to believe the words that someone else is saying. So or it, what, what, what do you say to them? Whatever. Whatever we just discussed. Oh. Like, you need to start doing things day by day to make you yeah. happier. Small things, yes. like, then it will mount to, like, a big mountain. But now you're not going to feel it yet. No. And it's going to take time. Yeah. I can't tell you this and then you do it for one week and then you feel great. Yes. So it takes time. But it's very hard to change one's mindset just by words. You yeah. Know? And, and I just want to encourage people to, like, just take the step you know, you really just need to take that step. And if you have to listen to this podcast again to take that step, maybe you should listen to us every day yes. mixed in with some ASMR. Yes. Because I think the end goal is for anyone, anyone is happiness. Yeah. On whatever scale. And yeah. with that, I think we'll end the podcast. Yeah. Thanks, Lynn. Thanks for Thank coming you, today. Sir. I actually don't know her. So <laughs> I'm quite happy with the way it turned out because... This whole season is about girl bosses and I've interviewed you are the third. And every single woman who came in brought something different to the table. And I find that very interesting because you out of the three, I only knew one person. And I find it interesting like how you can feel energy. And then I only interview people that I feel like have the right energy or like basically the, the podcast is to inspire people, right? Yeah. I'm not trying to bring people down or like talk, you know, like make them worse people after they listen to this or go out and like start anarchy, right? So I really thank you for coming today and like being so genuine and bringing all this stuff for us because I had to push back because of my COVID. It, man. Yeah, you're happy, right? <laughs> I, I had to push back because of my COVID and she was very like gracious about it and then we made the patty for me. So thank you for coming today. Thank you for having and me. And your advice really and, and, and sharing your journey and all that, being honest. And bye.